Hello, hello, God bless you guys. Welcome back to my channel. It's Crystal Lover Jesus here, back with another video here to encourage you to share with you the dreams and visions that the Lord has been giving to us. And amen, we need to be on point. We need to be getting ready. We need to be on the bus to go with Jesus. So you guys, with that being said, I am sharing this uh, dream that was emailed to me. And the channel name is Infallible Word of God Ministries. So we're going to go ahead and get into this and watch this. Um, he, his dream was August 9th at 2020. And yeah, so he's just sharing this with us. And um, we're going to go ahead and get straight into it. So let's go. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters out there, uh, God bless you all. Um, and I, I pray and ask the Lord uh, that this day he will grant you uh, the wishes of your heart. And I'm hoping that... Uh, that you're born again that's the greatest wish is to be robed in white and ready to make heaven sister crystal thank you for your uh, wonderful uh, program for years i've not known how to put these dreams on the air but uh, i think this is a way that's opened oh i wish you can go other to other dreams as well uh, i know it's rapture but the, there's other things too very very important but anyways god bless you for this wonderful work you're doing thank you and i pray that many 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 souls will come to christ jesus uh through this channel Amen. all right uh, well you. i've had several dreams uh and i'll try to uh go a little quickly on them but the the last uh i got many so but th this is just uh, three of the uh, uh dreams that um are kind of important to me i believe and to everyone that hears them on august uh, 9th 2020 i was uh, in this dream um uh, the sky is opened in like a halo form, like an inner tube form, round. And I saw a hand come out and I heard uh, this word, these words, uh, I'm coming soon. I am coming soon. Uh, this was a sound of urgency, a sound of urgency that we need to get ready. He is saying, I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. And uh, for me as an evangelist, as a pastor, I said, you know what? I got to start warning the church that they need to put the house in order. They need to get ready. This is no joke. Jesus is coming soon. It reminds me of Noah's Ark. When Noah was uh, crying out to the people, come in, come in. 120 years, I believe, building the ark. Nobody cared. Nobody listened. Nobody wanted to even hear. Uh, they were mocking him, laughing at him. But then when the doors were shut by that same hand, the doors shut, the, the door, the ark was shut. Then they come and start to knock. Noah. Noah open up, Noah open up, and it was just too late. And the rapture will be in the same way. The world will probably be destroyed, and the, those who are born again of the Spirit of Jesus Christ will be raptured, like Noah was raptured in his family, and taken out of the world, and they will face the tribulation, those who reject. That's the first dream. Uh, dream number two, February 21, I was going to a church where uh, they, were, they will not accept the word. This word church, I was the associate pastor, and they will not accept the word. And I remember this dream, I was in a cave with my senior pastor, his son, who's also a pastor, and the pianist, who's also happens to be a pastor, also associate pastor in the church. We were, the four of us were in this dark, dark tunnel, uh, moving around, and uh, somebody said, I heard the voice, this is the Garden of Gethsemane. And, but we were moving in this so-called tunnel called Garden of Gethsemane. And all of a sudden, uh, out of nowhere, these humongous three big gorillas ran from outside, uh, from in the tunnel towards us. 
And all of a sudden I looked and around the pastor was gone. His son was gone. The pianist was gone. And I was like, what in the world just happened? What happened? The three girls came to me. I stood my grounds. I did not uh, retreat or run. And one of the girls took off his mask and told me something that shocked me. After unmasking his face, he said, the, the, hypocr the hypocrites are gone. The hypocrites are gone. So what I'm saying, brother, this is a road that you have to go it alone. Not everybody's going to agree with you. Sometimes in your own house, not even your spouse will agree with you. So it's a hard road, but it's the way to make heaven. The, Jesus said it was a narrow way and, uh, and few be that find it. So we, uh, and wide and broad is the way that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way that leads to heaven. And we want to take that road. So this is the second dream I had. Uh, but now this is going. I want to say something about that too. Um, with the whole like the gorillas and stuff. It, it reminds me of, you know, how uh, the parable of the seed that is sown. And how Jesus said that when it is sown, you know, in the people, they're receiving it. You know, they're receiving it to be with and, and to believe in Jesus. But when persecutions come and tribulations come, then they fall away. You know, like one is choked out by the thorns and stuff like that. So this reminds me of like <clears throat> the tribulation, you know, coming and like persecution coming, hardships coming and they scatter and they run, you know, um, they're not staying, they're not staying They're They're not, uh, you know, filled, um, on good soil. They're not, you know, seeded and rooted in good soil. So they're rooted up so quickly just by being afraid and being scared off by something. So that's very interesting to me. On to the rapture dream. This is the third and the final dream I'll talk about this morning. And it's very, very important because uh, it's important that we get ready. This is no joke. I am telling you, brothers, this is no joke. The tribulation period, Jesus says, from the beginning of days till now, there's not been a day that will be like the days of the, the tribulation. It will be hell on earth. It will be hell on earth. Uh, even back, if uh, for those who don't know history, back when Israel was surrounded by the enemies, people ate their own children in Israel in Jerusalem, ate their own children because there was no more food, nothing, surrounded from every angle. And Jesus says, and there was World War II and World War I, and you know how terrible that was, no food, no water, it was just terrible times. But also, he said, even those days will not be like what's coming in that last war. It will not be. So in this dream, I was sitting down with my wife in the blue, uh, like an RV, we're sitting down and talking and stuff, and all of a sudden, I saw water like gushing coming out of the floors, the windows. And I was like, Mom, what is happening? So we started to panic, me and my wife. And I said, I don't know what's happening. Let's, let's, let's come out. Let's come out of this thing here quickly because the water is coming out of the floors and coming through the doors, and we start to panic. So we, we jumped out. As I jumped out, I saw people running in all directions. In every single direction, from the left and the right, jumping out of cars, jumping out of windows, uh, people panicking. And uh, I saw a, a lady running uh, towards me. I'm like, well, what, what is happening? I was looking at my wife, looking at the people. What is happening? Why people are running, jumping out of here, running out of buildings, running out of cars? Uh, this panic. 
I mean, I've been to war zones, but this is a little worse, actually. This was complete terror, terror in people, complete terror. This is, I'm talking about terror that'll make a mother forget her own child. Terror that'll make a father run and leave his kids and wife alone. So um, as we were uh, moving around, looking like, what is happening? Why are people are doing? I'm still looking around, seeing this panic. Uh, and I couldn't understand. I don't know if the word pandemonium makes any sense, but it was like complete panic, fear, terror. And I saw this girl running towards me from something. As she was running towards me, I looked at her eyes. I saw her eyes were like chicken eggs, like this, the eyes you see on the screen, like they popped out, out of fear. And she passed by me. She didn't even stop to talk to me. Then I looked at my wife at that point, she was completely uh, paralyzed, uh, more like a stroke. She could not move. She started to say, I can't move. I can't move. I can't move. And I'm telling her, try, try, let's move. Let's try to run. She, she's like, I can't move. I'm paralyzed. I can't move. And I uh, just want you to know something because uh, my wife have, uh, have not received the Holy Spirit, have not been born again. She's on her way, but she's not got it yet. She's not making the effort to cry out to the Lord for it. And, um, and I'm praying for her, of course, and you'll be praying for her. But she could not do anything. Then I looked to see again why people keep coming in waves, running from something. As I looked up in the sky, at that point, I saw uh, a scene uh, of a dark, dark clouds coming from over the buildings, low and dark. She's, my wife could not move. I'm like, I can't leave her. She's here. And then as I looked in these dark clouds, I realized why they were running. At that point, like an angel appeared to me or a voice spoke to me. You know, like, look up, don't be afraid. Look up, don't be afraid. That's what you've been preaching about. That's what you've been talking about. The rapture, the coming of the Lord Jesus for his saints. At that point, I was now completely relaxed. I completely forgot uh, about my uh, wife. I'm now looking up to heaven in expectation and praising the Lord that He is coming now for His to take away His saints, those who are born of His Spirit, those who are born again, washed with the blood of Jesus, sanctified by His Word, and who have a personal relationship with God. So, brothers, what I want to say, and sisters, is uh, the rapture is no joke. There's never been a day like that, and there'll never be a day like that. This one rapture is going to come to this world. In uh, John 3.16, of course, God said, For God so loved the world, he gives one, one and only begotten Son that whosoever believes on him shall be saved. In the book Acts 16.31, it says, Believe okay, on the Lord Jesus Christ and, and thou shall be saved, you know, and your family. And it's extremely important as Christians. Just going to a church is not enough. Give your offering, give your tidings. That's all beautiful. Getting water baptized, you know, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, all this is beautiful. I don't have an issue. But unless you're sealed with the Holy Ghost, you have not got Jesus in you. You're only a make-believer. You've got to be born of His Spirit. And that's why the Bible talks about Jesus says that there will be ten versions, ten wise, five wise, five unwise. The five wise are those who are washed in the blood, who have made the effort, who have read the Word, got to know Jesus personally, and He forgave them for their sins and washed them with the blood of Jesus. The five unwise versions. The Bible says they're why they're unwise, but they're versions. They're pure good. You go to many churches today, Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, they're very good people there too. 
family is honest and sincere who will not, you know, steal or kill or hurt. But they have not received the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.13 says, you know, when ye believe you were sealed with the Holy Ghost. Acts 2.38, the Bible says, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for remission of your sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is a must. You must receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. And something else I wanted to say too, really quick, was that um, in the parable of the 10 bridesmaids, the Lord had been continuously <laughs> teaching me in that scripture as well. And, you know, he showed me that all 10 were believers, you know, all 10 were believers and only half of them were wise because they actually had a relationship with God. You know, he knew them because he says, for me to know you, then you keep my commandments, you know, whatever the Holy Spirit teaches you to do. You know, he tells you to love one another. He tells you to give. He tells you to share. He tells you to, you know, visit people and like show kindness and forgiveness and stuff like that, you know. So these other half of people that I should say the other five, the foolish virgins, <clears throat> their lamps were going out. You know, they weren't being filled because they were fulfilling. <clears throat> they were fulfilling the works of the flesh, you know, they weren't forgiving. They weren't loving. They weren't, um, you know, doing the things that God had commanded in his word. And so it's like, well, Jesus isn't going to know you then. He's not going to know you because you don't even listen to what he says. You know, you say that you believe in God, but you don't even listen to what he says. You don't even do what he asks of you. <clears throat> Whew, you guys, something going on here. <clears throat> the enemy knew this was my recording day and I was feeling something a little in my throat and I was like, you that better not be trying to mess with me, you know, trying to speak the word and speak the truth here, you know, for this. So, um, yeah, so basically it's like the other thing too about the virgins was that they were like, no, we don't have enough oil for you. You need to go buy that oil. And the Lord showed me that, um, you remember the guy in, um, I forget what scripture, gosh, I, tr I try not to assume that you guys, I try to assume that you guys know what I'm talking about, but I know that there's a lot of new viewers who possibly haven't read that chapter yet. And so I want to get it right. You know, um, I forget what the, uh, what the chapter is, but I'll just, hopefully I will link it here for you guys on the screen. But, um, basically Paul is preaching or Peter, Peter, or Paul is preaching and he's, um, gifting people the Holy ghost, right? He's gifting people the Holy spirit. And this one guy, he says, I want, I want the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he's like, how much is it? How much is it? I want to buy it. I want to buy it. Like he wanted to buy it with money, you know? And so when those wise virgins are telling them to go buy the oil with money, it's the same thing. Like you cannot buy, like you don't, you don't like, how do you not know that you cannot buy the Holy Spirit? You cannot buy Jesus with money, you know? So it just shows how, you know, 
they really did not believe they didn't know God. They didn't know Jesus. Like have you, have you not been reading the word at all? Like you don't know Jesus at all. If you literally would think that you could just go and buy the oil, you know, and, uh, Peter or Paul, he rebuked that guy, you know, and like put a curse on him <laughs> or whatever, you know, for thinking that you could purchase the Holy spirit, you know, shame on you. He said, and uh, so that's what I wanted to say for that, you guys. Extremely important. You must receive the Holy Ghost to make heaven. Without it, you cannot enter heaven. It is the seal of God. It's like cars on the assembly line. They will go on the assembly line, the inspector, the Holy Spirit is watching them. The seats are in, the engine is in, the, the color is in, the paint of the car is, the tires are in, the bolts are in. If the inspector don't put the seal, it means that car is not ready. If you have not received the Holy Ghost, you're not born of the Spirit of God, you are not His. See, everybody has spirit. You go to Italy, they got Italian spirit. If you're born of the Spirit of God, you got His spirit. If you got Mozart spirit, it's going to be Mozart spirit. Elvis Presley spirit will be Elvis Presley. You know, Madonna will be Madonna spirit. When you receive the Spirit of Jesus, you become like Him. Sin is no longer in your life. You've repented and been washed away by the blood of Jesus. And you're different now. Now in Luke 1.37, it says, With God, nothing shall be impossible. It don't matter what the devil has told you. You can be forgiven. If you repent. First John 1, uh, 8 and 9, uh, it says, If you say you have no sin, you know, you deceive yourself. In First John 1, 8 and First John 1, 9, it says, If you confess your sins, God is good and faithful to forgive you of all your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And John 3, 5 is very important because this Nicodemus come to Jesus at night. It says, Lord, we know you come from God, for no man can do such miracles unless he be of God. What do I need to do to be saved? And Jesus says, don't be surprised at this Nicodemus. Unless you're born of water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And uh, so uh, if you confess your sins, brothers, God will wash it away. He will. But you have to do it with brokenness. I'm not talking about, Lord, just forgive me. No. You have to be broken like a seed. If a seed don't fall to the ground and die, it will not sprout and become a tree and produce fruits. You've got to fall to the ground with tears and cry out to Him. I never forget when I cried out to the Lord, I confess all my sins. And for, for weeks, I'm in my closet praying. You know, I'll go in every night, maybe an hour or 30 minutes on my knees and cry out to the Lord a couple of hours. And I wanted the Holy Ghost so bad. And I was hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And I got filled. So, but I confessed my sins and I still will not receive the Holy Ghost. I said, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Have mercy for anything I've done. Fornication, adultery, gambling, lying, stealing, you name it. But I still will not receive the Holy Ghost. And one day, the last thing I had to confess, I was on my knees and I remember... Uh, uh, abortion that was carried out and I said Lord have mercy forgive me Lord I didn't know when I forced uh, my fiance to do it it was murder he said confess it as murder I confessed it as murder as soon as I confessed it as murder I came back to my desk that that day from my knees to my desk with tears I opened the Bible all of a sudden like an inner tube just entered me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet and as the inner tube entered me from that moment I never, ever, I knew I was forgiven. I never, ever doubted my salvation. I lost all desire, all desire for gambling, for smoking, for drinking, for watching um, X movies, 
for uh, none of these things. I don't curse no more. I've become born again, regenerated, washed by his blood. In the book of Galatians 5.19, the Bible says if anybody commits adultery, fornication, witchcraft, hatred, unforgiveness, all these sins, orgies, you know, any of these sins in your life, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. But when you're born again, you become gentle, humble, the different creature. Now Jesus is in you. What is to be born again? Some people limit it to just speaking in tongues. No, that's a gift of the Holy Ghost. But when you're born again, is the divine nature of Jesus Christ has come in your heart. He's taking that heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh. A heart of flesh. There's more for you than just speaking in tongues. When Jesus comes in, his divine nature comes in and seals you. You are now is Jesus living in your heart doing his work. He is the one now doing his work in you. All right, brothers and sisters, thank you so much. This is my, my, my three short dreams. Again, Jesus is coming soon. I ask you to repent. Give your life to Christ. He loves you. He cares about you. He wants you to be saved. He don't ever want you to be lost. And this is, believe it or not, the Bible left Israel. 2,000 years ago, came to the West, came to the West, and then all of a sudden, now the Bible is going back to Jerusalem, it left the West. America, believe me, brothers and sisters, America is fallen. We have let down our guards, and the devil is taking over this country, and slowly and slowly, surely, they will limit Christians to do many, 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 many things. There used to be an old saying in closing, it says we let down our guards, we let down our guards and compromise with sin. Yeah. We let down our guards and we let down our guards and compromise with sin. The sheep got out, but how did the goats get in? We've allowed the goats to get into our churches. We've allowed all kinds of false teachings. Now they, they've limited the Holy Spirit to music and smoke machines and uh, bubbles and stuff coming out of from under the seats. Jesus is no longer in the church. He is in some, but not in, in many. So uh, be prepared. Jesus is coming soon. God bless you. Thank you, Sister Crystal, <laughs> for the welcome. wonderful work you're doing. We pray that the Lord will put a hedge of angelic protection around you. He'll Amen. guide you, protect you from the enemy, and that every arrow sent against you, we send seven back in the mighty name of Jesus. We're blazing uh, uh, fire against the enemy. <laughs> so we thank you for everything. God bless you all, brothers and sisters. Seek the Lord with all your heart. Because the Bible says, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall be filled. Thank you. Amen. Bye. God bless. Amen. Thank you so much, Evangelist Sam. That's again, the channel name is Infallible Word of God Ministries. Thank you so much. Wow, what a blessing you were. And thank you for that prayer too, because I honestly need it. Because I today, my recording session, I'm feeling some things in my throat, you know, I feel like the enemy doesn't want me to speak, you know, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't want me to speak and, uh, you know, speak truth and, and to, you know, be doing these videos. So glory to God, you guys. And I hope you guys were blessed by this and don't forget to share and like, and subscribe you guys. And if you made all the way to the end of this video, please leave below in the comments. Um, some green hearts and i love you and i'll see you guys again soon in the next one bye